Y'all broke up? Nah, she's broke. I'm up. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode number 59 of the Shetty Show, the Shivanetti Show, coming at you live from Chicago, Illinois. We've got a very special guest on today. He's a very good friend of mine, actually the first friend I think I ever had. Um, he is a Division One football player, um, just finished up a season at New Hampshire University. And uh, yeah, me and my boy have been um, kicking it since we were literally five years old. And if you want the proof, go on my Instagram. You can see a pic of us as uh, youngins. Um, but yeah, welcome, Andrew. Thank you guys, Shiv and Eddie. Been uh, tuned into your show for basically the first episode. <clears throat> a lot Damn, of the dude. yeah, a lot of the episodes I've been trying to support because I know that you've been talking about the podcast and ever before you even started. It, so it's like, man, I got to tune in. I got to support my bro, and I'm gonna continue to support because I really care what you guys have to say. And like, like you said, you're basically someone I've known for my whole life. So it's it's important to me yeah, so. and that's what it's about that's what mm -hmm. i really appreciate about it too it's like it, i could really care less if like random people know but if yeah. like people i know are like hey like bro this man will hit me up sometimes and he'll be like yo i just listened to the last episode like and he'll give me pointers too he'll be like i think you could do this like a little bit better i'm like okay I, I i feel that like i actually appreciate those relationships because most people are just going to either be fake as fuck with you and tell you like oh okay this this doesn't really work or no or they're just going to be like, oh, it's great. Like, what you're doing is great. But they're not going to give you that constructive criticism, you know? And at the end of the day, I always appreciate that, for sure. No, but that that's, like, that's that's true brotherly love right there. Yeah. You know? It's, yeah. like, it's the difference between being, like, a... Basically, like, you know, most most friends are kind of fake. Most are. In a way that they won't, they won't do what a friend's supposed to do. And that's, you know, kind of... And it's not even call you out on your bullshit, but it's just, like, I want you to improve mm -hmm. because I'm your friend. And a lot of people don't, you know, do that for their friends. Right. I, uh, more so I do it too. Cause it's like, I know you guys enjoy doing it, but it's like, you see nowadays with the podcast, it's like, you guys can make plenty of money. You could make money doing this stuff. And it's like, whatever they want to call a side hustle, however, but it's like, you know, you just continue to put out that volume of content for people. Eventually they're going to take notice. And it's just, it's just only a matter of time. I think for you guys too, because it's like the more credibility you guys gain in your fields, it's going to be relevant to people that right. want to hear it. So, a hundred percent. I think too, going off that, um, I think even our first 50 episodes, like you can make the argument that like we were still finding our sound and like we still are like right now we're at episode 59, but like if you go to like 22 or 23, like, we don't sound anything like we do Dude, now. Go to like four. Yeah. You know, like, like it's, 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 uh, everything all good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, like, uh, it, go to even, yeah, episode 10, episode 12, when we started getting guests on, mm -hmm. it was like, even when we, when we first started getting guests on, we had to figure out, you know, the, that dynamic. And, you know, we started getting guests on that weren't necessarily, you know, just the buddies we hang out with. Yeah. Right. And, and so it's like, yeah, I think fine. And then that, that was the whole point, I think in my mind when I started and saying like, I didn't really care about not care in a sense. Of course I care. Right. We, we we're constantly improving the podcast cause we care, but like, I didn't necessarily care about the, the first hundred as much as the second hundred. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Cause the first hundred is just like, you're just, you're just figuring it out. Right. And I mean, right. and so in your position, right, it's like you remember mistakes you made when you played football. How long have you been playing football? Well, I'm I'm done playing football now. I played football for, man, a really long time since I was in, my first year was in fifth grade. Fifth grade. So 
Yes, so that would be when you are, what is that, 20, oh, so f- nine, 07, 08. 20, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so I was probably like 9 or 10 years old. Wow. And now I'm yeah. 24, but yeah, um, been playing for a long time, of course, yeah. But, but if you think about it, like when you first started playing, you know, in high school and they played on varsity, it was like, really, the preceding years, it's not like they didn't matter. They mattered as, you know, to the fullest extent in your development, but it's like, okay, no matter what happened then, this is the stage now, right? And then when you went to college, it was probably the same thing. It was like, oh, so this is the stage now. Whether you did good or bad in the past, it was like, it doesn't really matter for the right, right now type deal. And so, yeah, I think, and I think we have found a good groove. Yeah, 100%. And I think the more guests we get on, the, the more fine-tuned this podcast will be. Because the thing is, all the guests we've had on up to this point, for the most part, we've known them on, to a pretty good level. Like, we've either had a friendship with them, any, some sort of relationship with the guests we've had on. But I think the, the real challenge comes when we start getting guests on who we've either, one, never met or spoken to before, or two, they haven't ever listened to our podcast. So, like, they kind of need to figure out how we like how we gel and then gelling that guess between the three of us. I think that's important. The thing is though, I don't see that being an issue. No, not, not for me and you. I'm saying for the guest, right. That's like their problem that they got to figure out. Right. Right. But, but I'm saying like when, when we have a a brand new person on who we've never had a communication with or any type of relationship with. Yeah. It's like only email to set it up. Exactly. That's, that's when it becomes hard. And that's, that's, I'm excited for that, man. Cause that's next really. Um, but yeah, I kind of wanted to talk to you uh, a little bit about your football journey because one of the coolest stories I think I have from my life is seeing you get the call, um, from Illinois state that they were going to offer you. I think that was one of the coolest moments, um, probably in my life. I'm sure it was probably the, one of the top five in yours. Um, but just tell me about that. Like the work that you had to put in your senior year to get an offer from a, from a D one school. Yeah. Um, I, just, I think personally, being an athlete my whole life, I've always had confidence in my abilities, um, whether that be basketball, football, baseball, even, um, you know, playing football is just one of those things for me where I've just loved always catching the football, just love the craft. And um, really throughout high school, I think, you know, it was um, just being able to be in an environment where I feel like I had a lot of good people around me that were pushing me to get better, whether that be, you know, Tom Nelson, who I worked with for a while, my seven on seven coach, um, just was just was around a lot of good people. I got to credit them because um, not only was I able to kind of follow through with, you know, playing in college, but like you said, the work that that uh, that's put in is is something that is not only me, it's the other people around me, too. So I just think that I just had a lot of good people around me. I had a lot of I had great parents that, you know, paid for the training, played for, paid for the flay hives, paid for you know, Tom and shout out play hive, shout out play hive. Yeah. And, and it just allowed me to kind of get that exposure. Um, but when it comes to Illinois state specifically, yeah. I mean, I always felt in my heart that I could play at that level. Um, wasn't really anything, even just looking back, it was always something I just believed that I could do. And it just kind of felt normal for me. And then being at St. Pat's, we played in a great conference, played a lot of good competition. I mean, obviously guys like Cole Komet, who we played against, I mean, he's, household name and Julian other Love. guys, Julian Love. And it's just kind of one of those things where it's like, yeah, damn. yeah, it's, you know, it was just kind of something that we were used to. And we even knew that at Pat's, you know, through basketball, we always, we always saw great talent mm-hmm. and I've just kind of always believed that I could do it. And then that's just like, 
kind of one of those things you think about. It's like when you really believe you could do something and you follow through with it or you do the work, it's like there's, it's almost a no brainer that it'll happen, you know? So when, when do you think the jump happened for you? Because I remember when we started off, you were a freshman playing up on sophomore, right? But you were still getting your feet wet. I think you were still kind of getting used to the high school speed. Right. And then I feel like for you, you really put yourself on the map our senior year. I don't know. Maybe you disagree. But I think that game at Rita was kind of like the holy crap, this kid has got skill. Um, you could you could go into your stats. I'll let you talk about that. But wh- when do you think that jump happened for you from being a high school football player to being a college level talent? Yeah, that's uh, that's a good question. You know, I think, you know, even in my early years, freshman year, whatever, I had a pretty good year. Sophomore year, I ended up missing um, a good amount of time. I had a bad hamstring injury that held me out. So I was up on varsity as a sophomore, missed a good amount of time then. But going into junior year is actually – or going into sophomore year is when I started doing seven-on-seven. Seven, but I just think I just continued to refine the route running aspect. I mean, um, going into senior year then, I I still think about that year just because it's it's some, it's some like I had one of my best off-seasons ever. I was training at Flay Hives actually, and um, I just knew – you know, I never – I was just very focused. I don't know. I, I felt really um, good physically, you know. And then going into that year, me and Mazenga had a great connection, you know, playing. He was obviously the quarterback. And, yeah, it just worked out. I mean, you know, I, there's so much that has to go well as a receiver. You know, receivers, they, they look at it as are like icing on the cake. But nowadays, they're so – they're basically um, – it's a passing league now. So it's like receivers are becoming what running backs used to be. Right. And – um yeah, it was just kind of one of those things where I just continue to improve the crap. But like I said, I've always had the hands. I remember being out front with my dad as a kid wearing a Larry Fitzgerald jersey, just playing a bunch of catch and, you know, doing it so often where it's just like kind of think I don't want to off track, but like Alex Hermosi when he talks about just like, you know, you have to do something for a set amount of time to where it's just like you can't get no, it wrong. But that, that's fair. It's like it, you have to literally do something for like – in your mind, you imagine working hard and working out and practicing and doing well in practice and doing well in the game. But it's like the amount you actually practice is more than you could mm-hmm. possibly just sit there and imagine. Right. Like you have to literally, you're in there 6 a.m. workouts every single day. And right. it's like, and I think, I think you know, you, you give a lot of credit to to the people that helped you, but you know, a lot of, you got to give yourself a lot of credit too. Right. It's one of those things where it's like, it's become so normal. I think maybe the routine, the grind, because what, because you know, you, you definitely worked really hard to get to where you're at. And it's one of those things where it's like, it wasn't like you worked hard for a year. Right. You know what I mean? It's like when you're so in the thick of it, it's like normal, but you don't give yourself enough credit on the back end for making it normal. You know what I mean? I hear you. I hear you. Um, and I just think too, is like that, that, uh, mentality is yeah. really transferred into anything. I know it's going to be, it's weird because obviously now I, my career is over. I mean, it really is. I mean, I truly believe like I'm, I'm called to do other things at this point. Obviously you guys know physically like football is just, you know, I love the game. I've given the game everything it I've destroys had. destroys the body. Yeah, it does. I mean, even this past year, um, you know, I had a lot of just, not only physical, but, you know, mentally, it, it takes a lot out of you. But, um, yeah, I think just the lessons that I've learned are probably the most important. But right. but you're right. I do give – I do credit myself, but it's like, man, I look back and I'm like, man, like, 
I've been around such good people, like so many NFL players, so much NFL talent, so many people that like really know this, this shit to a, to a T. So, and, and when you combine, you know, we've been, Edgardo, we've been playing basketball together for so long. It's like, we've always been athletes. So it's like, we've always had it. We've always had that, the but, movement patterns. But let me patterns. ask you about, about football, right? Yeah. Tua Tugaviola gets basically three concussions this year, Man. right? And we've seen every single one of them have been like, ooh, yeah, right? And it's like, you know, you guys in the thick of it are injured all the time. If you're not injured, it's like, I don't know, you correct me if I'm wrong, but it's like a culture thing. Everybody's hurt. Yep. Everybody's hurt. Everybody's it's, hurt. It's like, are you hurt or are you injured? You know, mm -hmm. if you're hurt, you play. If you're injured, well, you can't play, you know, because right. you're, you're injured. And it's like, you see that, and then you think about, you know, your career. When, you know, whether it was like getting drafted or whatever or not, just saying, let's say you'd play football for 10 more years. It's like... Would you wanna though? Like I know. How does that make you feel though, those when you see those types of injuries? You know, when I I actually was walking into my house the other day and I saw Tua, like you just mentioned, with another concussion that he's not playing this week and it's it it's scary because even when I've had concussions and I've hit my head, it's like it really it makes you it almost it gives you like a, an extra anxiety, not only because your head's not right, but because you're you're thinking about it too and it's like you know something's actually wrong with you that's just speaking on the head for instance but i mean yeah you're right like pulling hamstrings and breaking collarbones and all that type of deal like it's it's one of those things where it's just like i i'm i'm feeling the best i ever have right now physically and mentally like right. and i just feel like yeah i mean i've given the game all i have and it's like yeah football is one of those things where it just kind of comes with it and i know even in the nfl it's probably worse like even talking to dudes that have played in the league. It's just kind of one of those things where, I mean, they're shooting up long needles in their bodies just to be able to, to perform. And right. that's, and that was a kind of one of those things where it's like, I don't know, you know, I, I truly feel in my heart that I have the talent to play in the NFL, but I just, you know, it, it doesn't seem like it's for me, but that's okay. Like, you oh, know, 100%, yeah. And, um, 100%. and that's no, a fair, like a very fair choice or decision to make. But the, the reason I bring up the injury thing is, and like you said, in the NFL, what they're playing through is, so my senior year, I had that back condition, right? It's called spondylolisthesis, which is basically there's two bones that connect to your L5. Okay. Right? That hold the vertebrae in place. So those bones broke, but like you don't know that right away. Because number one, like I had football in the morning and wrestling in the, in the afternoon. So it was like I was getting hit all day. So anytime it was like, oh, that one kind of hurt, then that, that's kind of how that injury happens where it's just like, you get hit or you fall in a way where like that that hurt, but like it it was never like you're, you know, you're done. Right. So I had it for about six months, and then you know I finally saw an orthopedic, got the X-rays, MRIs, and he was like, "Yeah, you shouldn't play football again. Uh, like you don't want to piss in a bag when you're 70." A couple weeks later, JJ Watt is out for a year with the same condition. Right. He has a, he has and what, what the, the, the end problem with mine is, is my disc slips so far. There has to be a spinal fusion. Spinal fusions don't hold the back the same as a regular, you know, like your bones are supposed to. You end up slowly losing mobility. You're in a chair. It's not good. So it says he's got the same injury and that he'll be back in a year. And I'm like, all right, cool. You know, must be really good, really good PT. Right. He does it again. 
right? He this, remember JJ Watt was out for like two years, right. yep. basically with a bunch of injuries. Mm-hmm. And I just remember I saw my orthopedic again because I was having back spasms, and I asked him, I was like, you know, JJ Watt has the same injury, and he's playing like at the highest level in the <laughs> NFL. Yeah. And he goes, yeah, he's not going to be walking well, mm. and he just retired. Mm-hmm. And that makes like, and when he retired, I was like. Thank God. Dude, I have anxiety when he's on the field. <laughs> he just gets injured. He and it's terrible for your body. Yeah. He's a he is a freak. A simply freak of nature. S- simply because, dude, he's been an all pro defensive lineman since the time we were little kids. Right. And he's still playing. So like JJ Watt playing through those injuries is like just shows how good of an athlete the guy is. But your points make a lot of sense. Like at the end of the day, in 10, 20 years. How is he really going to be doing? Yeah. Like, and and we'll have to kind of do an update with uh with JJ Watt down the road. You know, you know what pod. I mean? It's like, yeah. hey, how is he really going to be doing? Right, right. I mean, that's yeah. Because <laughs> we're not talking a couple years after retirement. Because you got to think the other thing is how many athletes do you see that get like really fat? Dude, oh, I want to say majority yeah. of them put on some weight um, at least. Yeah, at least put on like twenty pounds. Yeah. Because it's like, you know this, when you're practicing versus when you're not practicing, you, you are running around sometimes in like smoking heat all day yeah. in pads, yeah. in the weight room. Like you're just sweating all yeah. day. Then when you stop it all together, whew, I mean, I put on like 30 pounds. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I, you know, with football too, it's just like, man, it's, it's one of those things where you're just in such a highly competitive environment right. where a lot of that stuff too, man, is, is just kind of just, just goes over your head. Like it's right. nothing. And, and really competing and winning is like at the end of the day, like what's most important, you know, all the coaches kind of to a certain extent have kind of been in your shoes. So it's just kind of one of those things, man, where it's like, you know, you get what you sign up what for. Do you, but- what do you think about coaches that have never played? I don't know if I've personally had one that like hasn't played, but I've had receiver coaches that actually haven't played receiver. I mean, I, I don't know. It, I feel like at the end of the day, if you if you put in as much knowledge about something and you, and you learn about it, um, then maybe you could be a good teacher of it. But in terms of a way, I feel like there's a certain tone and there's a certain, you know, set of language that, you know, everybody kind of has and, and right. a certain um, skill set. And it's like even for football, it's like, you know, if, if you didn't really do it and you haven't. you know, It's a really, respect thing, too. Right. It's a respect thing, too. Absolutely. Ha- yeah. Right. But isn't McVay McVay didn't play, right? I don't think he played professionally. Right. And that's the thing. McVay was coming in as a coach at like 35. Yeah. So, like, I mean, dude, the Dolphins head coach, McDaniel. Yeah, okay, that guy. That's what I... <laughs> I love him. <laughs> right. Everyone loves him now. But like, I guarantee yeah. you when everyone first saw him, they were like... The public, at least. Yeah. The people on the inside obviously knew. No one <laughs> hires that guy if they didn't know what they were talking about. Yeah. But like, the public was like... Yeah, I agree, man. And there's a lot of instances of that. Like you can go to Eric Spolstra on the Heat. That's another guy who was a he data was guy. Young, young as hell. Had never touched a basketball probably in his life. Him and Belichick had the same route to being a head coach. They just grind. they both they both started as the bottom intern data boy. Literally, like I think Bill Belichick' lo- job was to load tapes. No, yeah. that was it. <laughs> and they worked their way up to being the head coach. That's crazy. Dude, the amount of dedication, and that's more of a respect thing too, because you know the amount of hours you have to put in just to gain the respect of somebody, especially a, a full time 
athlete, 6'6", 250 pounds in the NFL. Like, the amount of respect you have to gain to get these people's uh, full attention and actually coach them to win a football game and be as successful as they have, that is different. That's completely different. That's it. Yeah. Like, how how can you – that's just crazy. Like, you got to really, like, break that down. Like, Bill Belichick, Eric Spolstra, these guys probably had to work – 15 plus years doing the same thing every day talking to the same people i mean gaining this, all no, that we're respect. talking we're not just talking about that they worked hard for 15 years we're talking like this is the full tim grover like dark Life, side yeah. psychopath type thing right. it, it's like no no i don't mean they worked hard they didn't work 12 hour days they wake up at four in the morning and they go straight to the to the office to the film room they're watching film at four in the morning mm-hmm they're working their regular job for the team all day, watching film, helping players. They don't leave until 10 p.m. at night. Sometimes they stay until the wee hours of the morning and come back the next day, only a few hours later. We're, we're talking that yeah. day after day after day. And it compounds, you know, compounds. It, and with them, though, that compounds, like, even faster. Right. Because we're talking, like, it's literally their whole life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I like even too. It's just like man. I can't like, imagine how much Bill Belichick's wife hates him. <laughs> oh, <God>. I mean, <laughs> that really, dude you do, is never home. Yeah, never. I mean, anything you do though, too, Shiv. It's like you want to get better at something, man. It's right? like you gotta, you gotta do. You have to literally do what no one, the ninety nine percent, are not doing. And it's right. like it's hard to even. You could say it like, and it's just like. Oh, it's easy to say. Oh, it's so easy to say, man. But it's like when. You, and you got to just do it every day. But it's like, at the end of the day, it's like, what are you living for? You know, what are you, what do you want out of life? I think that's just kind of hit me recently. It's like, what do you want out of life truly? Like, you know, and, right. and I think if like you really want something, it's like the more time you put in, the quicker you're going to get there. You, it might be 10 years, but you'll get there eventually if you're, if you're but, at least doing but the what right do you, thing. What do you think that next, that next step is for you? What do you think that next, like your focus at least? Yeah. What do you, what do you, where do you see that now? You know, ever since I've been growing up, I think there's two things that, uh, interest me the most it it was being an athlete yeah law enforcement is interests me a lot as well um but also too in the recent months being being in sales and kind of you know listening to guys like i brought up alex hermosi but just guys that no he's good yeah he's good bringing up and and just really i think i just mentioned to agardo it's just like really listening to people that are going to tell you the truth about things and like what you need to do and i feel like more than ever it's like screw I've just gotten to the mindset of like, screw anything you consume. It's all about like, you got to do the actions. Like the actions are really what puts you ahead. And that just kind of goes back to like the getting up at the four morning. Like they're actually getting up and doing the work. Like there is no like doing the work is what. No, there's no meditation. No, right. Like yeah. I, it's so funny. There's no bring, matcha tea. Yeah. No. It's like black coffee from Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah. And wake do up and go. We go. We yeah. go to work. Exactly. And I think like, right. So just to answer your question, I think those kind of two things right now figuring out a way you know through law enforcement chicago police has always been some of interest to me the fbi has been some of interest to me that and um but getting into a job where i think uh i'm able to kind of learn necessary skills in terms of sales i've had a little experience selling life insurance and um met a lot of great people doing that a lot of go-getters and i feel like that's just kind of what i have you know big goals of you know just really wanting to help my parents out paying my parents back for all they've yes. done for me i'm yes. an only child as Zigardo is and mm-hmm. i just think that's a big goal of me but but really recently like as of the last month i've really kind of just cleaned up my act in terms of just mentally and physically 
and I know me and Edgardo have, have spoken about it, but yeah, I think that's next. But I think what what's big for me is just really taking action and really like learning what I need to learn. I mean, like whether Patrick, but David talks about taking a course on Udemy, just learning, learning the necessary skills. And it might not, yes. it doesn't happen right away, but you're at least your knowledge is infinite. So it's like the more you could just learn and apply yourself. And I feel like, just, like I'm telling you, like really this past month is where I finally been like, all right, my schedule is like, cause I'm not, I don't have a job right now. It's like, it's literally f- applying to jobs, finding jobs, you know, studying for the Chicago police. Cause I did register for that as well, but also just like, you know, taking courses on the side and just, man, it's cause really our most important assets, our brain. So it's, it's like, very interesting. You say that too, is like, I think so many people get stuck after college is because they think for some reason that they're done learning stuff, man. Oh yeah. Like, Oh, I got my degree. I got what they told me to get. Mm-hmm. I'm supposed to be good, right? And it's like this whole part where they say like, oh, yeah, college failed you. And it's like you stopped. It's your fault. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I agree. Dude, I mean, uh, he Andrew made a really good point that I kind of wanted to touch on. Um, I saw, I think this was PBD who said this the other day, but he said in your 20s, I think it was Gary Vee actually, but Gary Vee said in your 20s you should trade experiences and knowledge building um knowledge building jobs for money any day of the week and i think that's something that you 100 percent should focus on like the next three four years like forget about the money whatever you get paid right now you take it but if it's something that you want to do and you can learn from something someone who's a professional and an expert in that field i think it's going to pay you dividends going forward and that's the thing you will get paid for what you know so if you get put through a grinder but it's teaching you a lot and like you are noticing that you're a better whether it's a better worker in whatever you do or you're learning a craft like you know you got to understand that you're not you're not going to get paid well and trained well to where you need to be Mm. to where you want to be at the same time most of the time where we're at right now right you're really making a trade-off because you could go find a job that pays you 50 bucks an hour. If we sat down, we would find a job that would pay us 50 an hour each, mm-hmm. right? You could find that. More than likely, it won't. It's not building you on something. Right. Right? And you, even though, you know, you're taking steps on the courses, and I think that's a fucking great idea. I think that's a fantastic idea. It's something I need to work on more. Something I haven't done. Uh, like personally, I've kind of got, I had, I was stuck in a little loop where it's like, I had passed these exams and I was like, I'm good now. Mm. What I said earlier, I was like, no, I'm good now. Like I did, I did that. I don't want to do any more of it. And then I realized maybe a few months later, I'm like, I haven't really like, I don't know anything else, (laughs) but like my job and stuff. Yeah. I think it hit me when I've heard recently, it's like our value as men are only going to increase as we get older. You know, right. I don't know if you Bar, know women, yeah. it's just like their value is so high when they're 18 and to 25 or whatever, you know, those younger years of, and it's like with us, it's like the more we build ourselves, the more value we're going to be gained towards, towards people that actually need it. And it's just like, I feel like that's so huge. If we could just like think in terms of, I hate, I keep saying Alex Hermosa, but it's like, it's so true. Cause it's like, it's thinking a 10 year term. Don't think in a, in a two month term. I agree. I completely yeah. agree. You have that, to think in decades. And that's, sure. and, and even too, it's like, I was in a, uh, a sales and selling life insurance 
a year ago at this time. And it's like, I didn't even, I now just like realize it's like, man, you really need to like refine something for six months. You have to go out and do it. You have to like actually like get a thousand reps in of something to even know if you could do it or not. For sure. So it's like now is our time to truthfully like not even figure out what we're, I mean, yeah, figure out what we're good at, but also just like, I mean, there nothing's nothing, no time is wasted uh, by trying something and by actually doing something time's wasted by scrolling by not taking action a hundred percent you know and yeah. that's and that's and, and like i said that just hit me recently because it's just like man it's like it's so real and it's so true and it's just like man it's like bite the bullet for however long you need i'm a grab off you know bite the bullet is however long you need just to i guess you know get yourself propelled forward and like you know we're we're young and like we're not we're nowhere near we got so much to to build with but it's just like it's exciting i feel like i just like got excited about it yeah. it's like man it's so real man it's so real like we could do this man and it's 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 out there for the taking yeah the world's competitive as hell man you know everyone's you know but it's like being humble and like knowing what you don't know man it's like I, i'm i even i'll write in my notes man my notes have gotten crazy lately because it's like i'm trying to write down things i don't know whether it be marketing selling whatever copywriting i'm not trying to get too much like you know have too many things on there but it's like what's some things where it's like all right i could learn one by one gather up at least some knowledge yeah because it's like you know you need to put down probably like 20 hours or 20 30 hours of of actually sitting down and doing that absorbing the information and then and then and then to a certain extent right then you got to overcome the freaking the the scrutiny from the outside world and fucking do it you know? yeah so, no i agree and i think just too, like with this podcast you guys are doing it I, I think one of the things too i could i could probably touch on this but i hear this all the time and it's like you could be good at a lot of things but what are you great at man and i think that's one thing that i'm trying to work on in the next you know five ten years is getting great at something because i think i'm good at a lot of things i think i have a lot of like transferable skills that i can do in a lot of roles but i don't think i'm great at one thing and I think for me, that's kind of the biggest focus that I'm going to move forward with the next even year, five, 10 years from now is like getting really great at something so that I can be the knowledge expert and then I can kind of grow that way and build my own base of people that come to me for all of the expert tips that I need. Because like, I think the people that I've learned the most from may not be good at other things, but they're always really great at one thing. And when they're great at one thing, they're always going to be respected for being great at that one thing. So I think for me, that's the that's the the biggest like be all end all for me for sure. Right. Um, but yeah, dude, I, we talked about injuries earlier, and I think we could go back to it a little bit. But what was uh, the most difficult injury for you to recover from? Man, um, well, I you know my time at Illinois State, uh, I don't know if many people even know this, but it's it ended because my knee my right knee was really in pain i mean i had a torn patellar tendon patellar tendons different than acl tendon injuries are a little bit more complicated just because tendons are white in nature and blood flow is limited to those in type of injuries so they take they're they're just very they're kind of a bitch to heal really at the end of the day yeah. um, just to keep it simple and my time there ended because i couldn't get my knee pain under control man and um after that 2019 season I had uh, missed half the year with a collarbone, but this, but this, the knee was lingering on me. So then, obviously, in the 2020, COVID happened, season got canceled. I had knee surgery, and then going into 2021, it just things didn't 
it, it wasn't, things weren't healing right. I don't know what it was, but, but at the end of the day though, it was just one of those things where it just need a lot of time. Cause we, we ended up playing in the spring that following spring and I was like five and a half months out of surgery and they were pushing me to play. And like, mm -hmm. I knew in the back of my head, like, man, I should literally just be trying to rehab and not trying to play at all. And the season ended up getting canceled anyway. So it was just kind of a waste, but I, 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 I had a little bit of a setback during that time, but no. And then, and then I just gave it time, but I, I didn't play in 2021, shut my career down. And I was like, I never got to rehab fully and properly. Cause like I said, I came back really early cause we, we had to play in the winter cause COVID uh, canceled our fall season. So really it was just one of those things where, yeah, it was just hard to get over, but then I ended up overcoming it. I ended up going to, you know, New Hampshire, but yeah, around this time last year and then 2021 fall, you know, sat, sat out. And I remember sitting there, I went to one of the Illinois state games, actually a couple of them during that season. I was just like, man, like, you know, I probably should, you know, rehab this thing to its fullest capability, you know, get the quad mm -hmm. pumped up and get, get all the muscles around as strong as they could. Right, right. That was really it. But yeah, I mean, like I said, right now I feel, I feel so damn good right now. That's the thing. Like I really do. I feel like so, um, not even like mo the motivation and the drive is like always been there, but I feel it even more to a certain extent. Cause it's just like, it's like, man, the, the values that I've learned, it's yeah. just like, they're, they're, they're transferable in every area of life. So like, yeah. but yeah, the injuries, man, I mean, they are what they are, but I'm happy that I feel good now. No, that's good. I mean, I think, um, I, th I think that's just something I think now way more is on the line than there ever was because of the fact that you're no longer playing football. Right. So now your goals and your dreams, your aspirations have changed and they've tilted a little, which is completely fine. But now you're trying to find out what that next thing is. And mm -hmm. I think for you, we're also at an age where we're moving out of our parents' cribs, right? Like that's probably coming around the corner for you. I know it is. And like, kind of building your own building your own base building your own things supporting yourself financially it's a lot right so i think there's a lot going in your favor right now and i think like that's something that um you should definitely be focusing on in the next couple months but i i told you uh this earlier i wanted to tell you again on the pod but like i really think i know you were talking about law enforcement and um uh kind of copywriting a few other things that you were interested in doing but i was thinking man like you should really take some advice from Dylan Gilbert, who was on this podcast earlier, mm -hmm. because I feel like you kind of already have a base there. Like you are already a well-respected athlete in the Northwest side. I feel like a lot of people know your story. A lot of people know you. And I think you could easily build like a customer base and train kids. And, and maybe that's not your passion. If it's not, then whatever I'm saying, you throw out the window. It doesn't matter my opinion anyway, but I really, I, I really think that you can really grow in that field if you really wanted to. Man, you know, it's like I was actually talking to my friend Owen earlier. Shout out Owen. Um, he's a really good dude, man. I wish you guys would, would meet one day. But um, he lives in New York City. Um, and he was telling me, he's like, man, he's like, what you know is already you, you have such a base in sports. You have such a base in training, which I do. No, and, that's, and that's the truth. And even like the degree aspect, whatever. I have a degree in exercise science, and I feel like a lot of the stuff I learned to get that degree was already stuff I kind of already had learned, but you're, you're absolutely right. And I appreciate you. And no, I, I take your advice wholeheartedly. Cause like I said, um, your, your opinion does matter. It's just more so it's, it's one of those things where it's like, you're, you know what I, I've, th I, I'm thinking about it. I'm, I don't know if I'm ready to, to even do that. Not even, 
I don't know if ready is the right words, but just more so, I don't know. It's just like I, the training in the sports aspect has always been something where it's like, yeah, I know it so well. And, and, and I do see one, one day me wanting to impact and help other people, whether that be through sports or through training. I just like, I want a new challenge. Okay. And it's not even Fair that I, it's not even that I feel like I conquered football, but to a certain extent, it's like, man, I'm going to name drop here. Like, you know, the James Robinsons of the world, the Zeke Vandenbergs of the world, the Taylor Grimes of the world, the guys that are really going to be playing in the league or are in the league or guys that I've built connections with that are in the league. It's, it's not so much. It's just like, I feel a sense of just like, man, I gave the game all I had. Yes, I do. And I know that's kind of backtracking and I know you meant, you know, bringing the sports thing to something new, getting a new clientele base, but it's just more so like, man, I want to try something new. And it's like, I always know that I could kind of go back to that if I need it. And even just knowing Tom Nelson, Tom Nelson's one of the, you know, the best that I've ever been around just because, you know, he's, he's got a family and he's, he's, he's living a real world life. He's not, he's, you know, he's got a whole family and he's running his own training business and even Dylan Gilbert, you know, a lot of respect for him too. I don't really know him at all personally or anything like that, but I've heard a lot of good things from you and no, it's definitely something, um, I'd be open to. I just think even right now in my life, I have it. I have had in the back of my head to do, be a Chicago cop, to put on for the city, um, you know, to really just kind of get experience in something else. Yeah. Cause I just feel like my identity is sports, but it's like, man, it's like, I want to prove to myself that it's like, I could do something else Yeah. because I yeah. know I could do football, man. It's like, I know it. <laughs> like I, it's, it's not even, you know, and, and, and it does kind of suck that, it's over, but things end. But no, but I bro, appreciate that. bro. I, I completely understand that. Cause I feel like you probably feel like you're pigeonholed to just football. Yes. And I think that is so powerful what you're saying, because you really want to branch out and do something else out of that. Right. And Man. I think a lot of times in my life, I felt the same way too. You know, like I, there's been things that people have thought maybe I was good at in one thing. And I'm like, oh, you know what? I want to kind of pivot and do something completely else. Um, and I think that's kind of a lot of what inspired me to get the job that I, you know, just was working and obviously, you know, back on the market looking now, but, um, yeah, man, I think, I think it's good at our age to get as many experiences as possible mm -hmm. and really figure out the niche of what we want to do for, for the long term and for the future. Because like you said, like you've, you've played football since you were 10 years old. You've spent the majority of your life playing football. Right. Football is probably right now all, you know. Like, you know how to prep for a season. You know what workouts and routines you need to do in the off season to get ready. You know how to run a route. You know how to, how to play some against some of the best corners, you know, in the right. world, right? So I think that's, that's huge what you're saying. And I think that's good for a lot of people to hear because in a lot of ways, I think people feel pigeonholed to their degree or they feel pigeonholed to something that they've done in the past. But they really... They, they don't they don't understand that they could branch out and do a bunch of other things if they really put their mind and, and thought and, and expertise into it. Right. So 100%, bro, I agree. I, I think one thing, too, that you just mentioned, just with the routine of training and things like that, it's like, I feel like it's even simpler than that. It's like, I think I, you know, I just brought up earlier about the testosterone stuff. It's like, I just want to, I feel like it's like, it comes down to like, you know, helping men women just be better humans move better get stronger yeah. you know we know how important lean muscle is for our bodies and like even right now man i'm going to the gym lifting weights three times a week getting my cardio in the other two to three but even just two it's just like i'm continuing to i guess kind of just 
you know, learn my own body, even though I, I obviously know it, you know, we know our bodies better, you know, better than anybody else, but just more so like gaining it's, it's honestly inspiring to me to just kind of like not even maybe not even help athletes, but just help the normal everyday people, mm. um, accomplish their fitness goals and, yeah. you know, just like, just optimize their health, man. Cause you realize like, man, health is wealth. If we can have this mindset for <laughs> yeah. the longest, like, man, I know my mindset, like no matter what, like I was reading earlier in the book that I'm reading right now, just talking about like, never quit, man, never quit. And like, man, I had such a bad, I was in such a bad mental state, like even this past year, um, you know, just in a bad mental state. And like, I think the minute you kind of like realize that it's like, not even yours for the taking, but just more so like, you're going to get it eventually. Self-driven. Yes. Uh -huh. But you're going to get it eventually if you're, if you're willing to take the proper action. That's just like action, man. Like just be action driven. And it's like, yeah, man, I just think like so many people need the ability just to like think straight. Yeah. Just to think straight because their body's not straight. You know what I'm saying? They're, yeah. You can't think straight when you have a bunch of excess fat or when you're doing drugs or too much alcohol like it's it's not allowing you to even reach your full potential and even right now how i haven't even reached what i want to do i'm kind of obviously branching out into something new but it's like it's like man it's like i know that the way i'm thinking the what i'm doing on the daily is like it's gonna pay off man and yeah. it's like i know that this story this journey that i'm on is so useful because it's like i'm actually seeing myself improve whether that be just pennies, stacking pennies daily, like I'm seeing myself improve. So I know like even going back to what you said about getting people and training people, it's like I, I feel like I'm in the process. The road's under construction always. And it's like mm -hmm. I know it's it's getting there. Yeah. It's just a matter of it's just a matter of time. And like like I said, we we're gonna improve as our life goes. Yeah. No, so. dude, I agree hundred percent. Um But yeah, bro, I think um I think for you what is kind of a, what is like the, the, I guess, greatest experience you've had, um, on the football field? I think what was your best moment on the football field? If you can, if you could pick that out. <laughs> you know what my crazy, my, my coolest moment was, I think my coolest moment ever as a football player were two of them. One of them, man, we already mentioned the St. Rita game, that Rita game. <laughs> just being in Soldier Field, yeah. the, the history, yeah. the everything. And I don't even like speaking on the past too much because like, I know my future holds so much R more. Right. But, but no, no, no. Good question, man. The second one, man, is walking out. We were playing Colorado State, my troop, my uh, redshirt freshman year at Illinois State. And like that was just a moment, too, because it was like, man, this is an FBS school. We come in there and we whoop their ass. Mm -hmm. And it was just kind of like one of those moments I was walking out in the tunnel. I could still see the tunnel. I could still see the locker room right now. And I'm just like, man, it was just like, it all comes full circle at the yeah. end of the day. It really all does. And like, you know what? Like I said, I'm not going to play in the NFL. Like I'm not <laughs> going to, it's okay. I, yeah. I'm, and I, but it's just more so like, that was a moment for me where it's like, man, being, being in that moment, being in Colorado, just being across the country, yeah, being in that environment. I remember I'm walking down the sideline on Colorado State side. It was like fourth quarter, and I remember just seeing Mike Bobo. He was a former uh, defensive coordinator at Georgia. He was mm. the head coach for Colorado State at that time. I remember just looking at him. Like, me and him were just making eye contact. I just look at him, <laughs> and I'm just like, man, like this all comes full circle. Like, I'm just this little Italian receiver that barely had any offers out of high school. Like, And it wasn't even like I was playing no Alabama or anything, but it was just more so like any, you know, with sports, it's like 
everybody's talented. Mm-hmm. Everybody has dreams of doing it big, but it's like, I'm so thankful that I was able to play at Illinois State, even go to New Hampshire this for the short time I was there because it's like, it's just you you learn things that like you really can't even put into words. Just more so like you're just around high performing individuals that yeah. just are like psychos at the end of the day. <laughs> you know, pretty much. But yeah, that that was a moment. I think Colorado State stands out to me just because I had a good game that game, but also too it was like, man, I'm I'm you're playing in a here. foreign yeah I'm in a playing, foreign territory. Playing in the profe- in a professional league like you're a college football player yeah. like that's crazy. Yeah, dude. No, dude. I you mentioned something really cool that I wanted to touch on. Um, you said that you realize you're not going to the NFL and then you've came to terms with that. And I want to give you props for that because I feel like I've met a lot of athletes in my life. I'm not, I never played out obviously any college, anything. I barely played in high school, but I've met a lot of athletes throughout my time in college who are so stuck in this little bubble of being a pro athlete. And it's very clear that they don't have either the drive or the skill to do that. Um, And so for you, I think that's super awesome that you've kind of came to terms with that because I feel like a lot of guys who get in that mode of wanting to play professionally, they kind of get out of it. Um, I don't know. Do do you feel like that too? Like there's a lot of people out there who kind of get stuck in that mode. Like, oh, athletes being, being an athlete was everything they've ever wanted to do. And now that their time has come and their, their days on the field are over, they have to kind of change and shift their entire career. What do you think about that? I think one thing, before I answer that question, one thing that's very fulfilling for me is seeing people close to me get there. Okay. People that I've seen, one one person I'm going to say is his name is Zeke Vandenberg. He, he just won the Buck Buchanan Award, which is the best defensive player in the FCS. I played with him at Illinois State. And it gives me fulfillment just seeing people that are close to me be able to accomplish their goals too. It just kind of hit me too. It's like, man, it's like that that fulfills me. Mm-hmm. Um, it really does. Knowing if someone's like a, a truly good person at heart and they're gonna make it, you know, because like I know in my heart, in my in my hardest of days, yeah, maybe will I regret not even doing a pro day or even trying to go to the league? I mean, maybe, maybe I will. But I know that right now in this moment, what the logical move is to make and like what I know that needs to be done is other things. And I feel like, you know, I'm not even that religious, but growing up in the Catholic church, I've always known there's been a God to a certain extent. That's, that's my, been my belief. Mm -hmm. And I feel like even just the things that I've had to overcome recently, it's been God saying like, man, it's, it's time to venture out. Mm -hmm. But your question about athletes and kind of letting it go. I mean, all of us have an identity of being an athlete. Like it's hard to drop it. We're all going to be that at heart one day. Like I, I'm still, I'm still going to go back to all everything I've learned, the lessons I've learned. I don't think you have athlete. to though. I don't think you have to. You don't have to drop that idea. Right, right. It morphs into something else. Exactly, exactly. So it's like I don't. I just think that for people really finding themselves after, or just kind of not, you know, the guy that can't drop the fact that he was an all conference player in high school, but he didn't do anything. I know. And I think that comes from (laughs) insecurity issues. Yeah. I agree. I really do. And it's like, I don't have, I'm not the most secure person in the world. I'm really not like, man, like I'm like I said, I mean, just dealing with like, I feel like this past year was really hard for me, but it it like is actually like opened my mind a little bit, but I just feel like it's just all about me and Shiv mentioned earlier. Like you have the power in your own, you have the power to, to if you want to learn, go learn. But you're not going to be where you need to be right away. But it's like 
make a routine. Yeah. Set aside a couple hours a day to do what you need to do to kind of propel you forward. It doesn't even like if you're really focused, man, it's like you realize like and I and I'm not even the type of guy that's like I don't I'm not there, but it's like I'm kind of realizing like the truth is what are you allocating your time towards? And it's like I've even realized like man, I haven't been the most productive person even like I bring up this past year cuz it's like I was out east playing football, but I wasn't even necessarily like I was dealing with some, you know, I was just dealing with some stuff and it's just more so like, you know, if you, if you want to actually allocate your time, you could still do what you want to do, but it's like, just set aside that hour, mm-hmm. an hour of unfocused. Work. But, but you were saying, you were saying you went through a period of time where you kind of. Going through in, it. In a, yeah. Going through it in a way, checked out in a way. Yeah. In man. a way. Right. Hey, and I'm going to say it right now, man, marijuana is not good for you. Yeah. I'm going to say, I'm going to, I'm just going to say it because it's, it's not. And like when you're, and for me, just like hooked on it, man, hooked yeah. on it. And I think that that kind of that took my, it took my mind off of what my real problems were. Right. It was just like it took my mind off of like what's really important, like my relationships with my parents, like my relationships with friends. Like mm-hmm. it made me like step back from the world. And I was even talking to a friend the other day, and it was like, it was like, man, it's like I want to live with a clear mind. I want to live right. my truest self. And it's like I'm f- like. I mean, I know that sounds like cliche because people say that shit, but like it's so true because it's like if I can't be myself, if I have to like be under the influence of a substance right. to interact with you right. or to go out to dinner with you or to be able to talk to a girl, just anything, right. I'm bullshitting myself and only and I'm putting on a front. And I feel like I was putting on a front for a while, man. I really yeah. do. Like I feel like I was fronting. I mean, I was doing things that I just, I knew in my heart of hearts that like, it wasn't the right thing. No, I know exactly how you feel. And that's just, yeah, yeah. You know, and, that's and, just really and, it. You, it's when you realize you're like the only person that can repair yeah. the situation you've put yourself in. Like, it's I felt like, yeah. God, I felt, I'm not even saying God, because like, like I said, I've been a Catholic my whole life. I mean, you too, like whatever. No, I believe certain. in God. I think I, It's yeah, just more I, so it's like, stop. It was right. just like, stop <laughs> doing what you're doing and like. You know in your head what's right and what's wrong. We all know right. at the end of the day. We do. Like, right. Bro, so but the that's fact, it. The fact that you came to that realization, though, in the first place is just the first step. Because yes. a lot of people, the problem they have is they won't be able to come to terms with what they're doing is the wrong thing. Man. They're going to they're gonna blame everybody else, anybody else that they come into contact with for all of their problems. Yes. But at the end of the day, like, you can, the worst people. You, you can control your own destiny. Yes. By doing the correct things your way. Yes. But you've got to come to terms with the fact that you're messing up first. That is step one. And so the fact that you've done that, bro, is huge. It's, yeah. It's absolutely huge. We got to control, like, before we could even, like, I'm still in the process of getting my mentals down. So it's like, think about when you're in your purest mental state. Yeah. You're then able to, like, no matter if it takes five years, whatever, however long it takes, the minute you're able to get that zen discipline yourself yeah not do stupid shit don't do none of this right don't do none of this just just everything in moderation right. be a smart dude yeah yeah yeah. and I, and like like i said like man i'm so happy that i overcame that addiction because i was addicted man like i was addicted yeah. i needed that dopamine rush no matter what it was even and i'll even say this too even on times like i don't you know i don't really care because it's the truth like man i was smoking on days of the game man at, at new hampshire right it really was and it, it it's it, it when i look back it's more so like I don't even have any regrets because it's like I'm happy that I'm at where I'm at now. And I'm not even saying that everything's going great because it's not going great. But it's like I know that I'm finally getting to a point mentally in like where it's like 
I'm actually building relationships with people. Mm. I'm actually getting close with my parents. It's like, how important is that, man? Like, oh, it's even huge. just having talks with my mom at night that it's I wouldn't huge. even have before. Like, I know, it's like, huge. and she's helping me out with, with helping me with finding jobs and things like that. But it's like having talks with my dad at night. And it's just more so it's like, I'd be avoidant, man. Yeah. I'd be avoidant yeah. when I would be higher doing super shit. And it's like, that's just so important because it's like, man, it's like, but when they're gone, it's like, you're going to be so damn upset. That you didn't. It do those puts things. a lot of things in perspective when yeah. I, I think about when I think about my parents too. It's like it. It's when I think about stuff going wrong in the day, like something happened. Right. Or I may I make a mistake too, and it's like okay. At a certain point, you kind of I have a tendency to beat myself up a little too much about things, but at a certain point, you sit there and you realize, all right, what's the most important thing in my life right now? And almost every time I think about that, I think about my parents, mm -hmm. right? And then I just think about them for a little bit and then I realize, okay, that's the most important thing. Yes. So like this mistake or, you know, whatever it may be. I think, you know, when you were saying you have no regrets on the past, you really shouldn't. Right. I think, you know, to get the mental clarity you're seeing now and you and I, everything you just described, I felt because that was like, you spoke how I, a period of my life where I went through almost the same thing. And it's like, music to my ears but it was like it's one of those things where you wouldn't have the clarity you have now if you didn't go through that period facts facts you know you, you have to go through shitty winter days mm -hmm. you got to go through breakups you got to go through all that it's, it's like because you, you don't you don't enjoy the sunshine if there's never rain man 100 percent right? and bar yeah we as men man like I, it's just so real like i know i'm like even kind of regurgitating things i've heard but it's like i only I've gotten to a point now where it's like I only if I'm and I'm not great with it. I'm I'm scrolling on YouTube shorts more than I should. Oh yeah. My man. screen time is still seven hours <laughs> yeah, a day, eight right. hours a yeah, day. I'm not gonna lie there. about my screen time, whatever. Yeah, like yeah, I'm yeah. still on but but it's it's more so like, man, if you could really just hone it in, man. Hone yeah. yourself own yourself. Cause like I didn't own myself, man. I was doing things just out of I don't even know, man. Yes, I was playing football. Yes, I was doing things even towards my I bring up weed, man, because just more so like it's so bad for you, man. And like I know I'm speaking on it now because I've been off it and I'm not even trying to make it like a telling people what to do. But it's like, man, have your purest thoughts in mind. Yeah. Man. Have your because it's like you you're not going to really even know what you want to do or you're just going to keep avoiding. Like I just kept avoiding. I knew even back then when I was at UNH, I'm like. Man, I'm not. I have barely any class. I should probably take a course during the day. I should probably at least better yeah, myself. Because yeah, Eddie brought this up before. You know how many people just, how many people just sit there and I with the straight them, face, man. with the sitting straight there, face. with the straight face, sitting there, sitting there. Me, I was sitting there on my phone all but, day. But not that, right? With a straight face, will then sit there and tell you that the professor is the one that sucks, yeah, and yeah. that they don't have any study mates. Oh God, that it's the, excuse like, it'll city. Be just, it's like a, it's it, like you know that you, that AI program will write you a paper. Is like these people will write you a paper in excuses, man. Yeah. Like, and it's that realization where you're like, I. I could have done better here. And that like that holding yourself accountable is like, I think it's huge, man. Yeah. I think it's huge. And we could do it, man. Like I, I see it in you guys. That's why like, I wouldn't have even man at Gardo and even you too, man. I hear when you guys speak, man, I know you guys are articulate. I know you guys are competent and it's like, we all could do it. We all can. Yeah. And it's like, man, it's like, I, it's just, the, it's just knowing 
I think the hugest thing is like knowing it's going to happen. I'm not even saying like, and there's never going to be, there might be an aha moment, but I just know like, like we just talked about, man, it's like, I, there was a long time where I was just living through things that, I mean, it, like I said, I was still taking care of my body, working out, but to a certain extent, it's like, you know, you're not truly, you don't want to do anything that takes power away from not even your joy and happiness, but just more so like who you truly want to be in your true self. Cause you're not meant, we're all not meant for everybody. Like right. the most successful people have barely really, I mean, you want to have just a few friends that are on your, your vision. Yeah. It's like, I was just trying to be just, I don't know. I was trying to just be, I think there's friends and then there's people you can call. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You know, those become those, those hopefully are the same, but they start to become different. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. So the, dude, the circle thing, we talk about it all the time. Yeah. Smaller circle, and I think it's I think it's important because at the end of the day, similar to what Shiv just said, if you're gonna call somebody at the end of the night, like when you really need somebody, who's gonna show up? Because the majority won't be your actual friends. And I don't have a right. lot. And then, then I, like, I was telling was, Ed and I had this discussion, and it was like to me, a friend isn't anybody that shows up to our house when we invite them, or or, or we go out with, or we see it. It's who am I calling, or who at, calls you? So when he says three in the morning, right, and who and who calls me, right? It it, it it works both ways. Where it's like, who am I actually gonna call at three in the morning if I'm things are just yeah. fucked? Yeah, yeah, right. And it's like, and when you do, you get on the other end. You know, I've gotten those like three in the like same type of calls, and it's like those are those are the people. Yes, you want. Yes, everybody else really. Doesn't really is just a bystander. Yes, mm -hmm. it's just it's just a character in your season of your show. What exactly. do they say? The friends are like seasonal, regional, or for life or something. It's like seasonal and regional are so key because it's like, and I, I I said this to you yesterday. We were on the phone, Ed. It's like I'm not I'm not giving anybody energy. Like if I'm not getting the same energy in return, like I, I feel like that's one thing I've always done is like, you know, and I have. Man, I'm freaking, I have so much that I need to work on in terms of my compassion and my love for others and things like that. No, of course. But it's more so like, I think back just to even some relationships, friend relationships that I've had recently that I don't even see them as a friend anymore. Then I'm just kind of like, I wonder why they didn't return that same energy. It's like, I feel like in my heart, I've just the certain people were in my heart. I'm like, man, like. I really want to hit this dude up. I yeah. really want to be friends with him. Yeah, I really want. And I don't get that same back. And and no, we're all humans, and that's normal. It's okay. But it's just more so like, it's just a learning experience. You know, it's just like I've learned that it's like, man, it's like not. You learn that it's less than you thought it was. Yes. And every year, it's less than you thought it was. Less yeah. than you thought it was, man. Yeah. Less than you thought it was. That thing, and I think it's what happens when we leave college. Mm -hmm. Is that fruit tree is will get squeezed. <sighs> yeah squeezed you know what i mean and it's like unless you go out there and make newer connections which is the same ring around as it was in college it's just that you're adults now and you have to know the person and it takes a while to build a bond with anybody yep. yeah and it's like 
there's not that many people. Bro, I, that, that was one of the hardest things for me to do coming it, out of high school different. and college, bro. And like, you know, this me personally, yeah, like yeah. I had a lot of people that I, I relied on a lot. You would know this in high school too, that I thought were friends of mine. At the end of the day, they would have done anything to stab you in the back as quick as they could have. And that was a lesson. That's I, the part that's actually really hard to get it, over. It, it's, it's, it was hard, bro, because I'm one of those people, bro. If I'm a, like, you guys know me well. If, if I mess with you, if, like, you're my guy, I'm going to be there for you in almost any scenario. Right. Like, I put my heart on my sleeve for, for my friends, like, my real true friends. And so when you lose relationships with people because they do things to you to, like, make you basically hate them at the end of the day like it's a hard pill to swallow because that means that you put your trust in somebody that was not trustworthy and so that kind of that kind of turns it, it's just a finger pointing right back at you like you need to be more selective with the people you're hanging out with or who you spend your time with i think it all pays dividends because me and you have always kept a foundation that's sure. one thing i could relate to even friends that i talk to right now there's always been a baseline of kind of sword we don't need to talk every day. We don't no. even need to talk every week. Dude, there'll, there'll be times we go months without saying yeah, a word to each other. Yeah, but then you pick right back up. It's, just, yeah. it's, it's yeah. the foundation of respect, man. Right, right. I respect, like, I expect if if my, if I have a friend, I expect to get a ring, man. I expect to get a ring. I'm yeah, not yeah, trying yeah. to just ring you all yeah, the time, yeah, bro. Yeah. And that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, it goes back to the point where it's like, if I'm not getting that ring back, if I'm only going to ring you, it's like, I, then it's just, it just shows. Like, but, but, but no, it, it, it's no worries at the end of the day. But like... Nah, man, it all is the foundation of respect because I'm now at the point in my life where I only respect and want to talk to people. Any conversation I even have needs to be something that's going to be uplifting. It needs to be something where I'm at least talking about not even that. No, we're I agree. We need I to agree. Be in you them. don't want to be surrounded by negative energy. Yes. Mm -hmm. And not even negative energy, just stagnant energy. No. So this was in this was in this was in a book uh, I read. Uh, it was called 48 Laws of Power. Okay. It was talking, and it, and that book is it's very Machiavellian, and a lot of people don't like it, and I kind of take it for what it is. is. Is It's kind of just explaining to you things that are key, whether, whether they're... It's up to you to make an ethical decision. But one of the chapters was on shedding the, what, what the book called as, you know, lone, not lonely, but, um, you know, people that are just pessimistic. Man, mm. Right, they're always always a it's the people I brought up before. There's always excuses, there's always problems, and there's no progress on their own accord. Right, mm -hmm. things happen to people. Right, all of even us, the right. like if you caught Jeff Bezos at his worth six months of life as an adult, you would probably think the guy's a bum. Any of us yeah. have had low lows, right? Lows. That where it just you just like who the fuck are you? Who the fuck is this person? Right, right. But regardless. Like there are people that are always like that. Yeah. Hmm. There's a lot of people that are like that. And the problem is, is their like their reservations about life and the way they think life is starts to rub off onto you. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I would rather be surrounded by people that are like, because at the end of the day, everybody goes through tough shit. It's what I like to see is when someone goes through tough shit is, yeah, of course there's that moment where you're like, like everybody's down for a little bit but is it like what is the response yes because those people that are just like yeah i don't care whatever we're just gonna it's a new yep. day mm -hmm. all right let's figure it out those people those are the people i i'm friends with yes mm -hmm. 
Bro, next time anybody wins who's listening to this podcast, take a look around you at the people in the room and take a look at the people who have like a little sour look on their face when you when you get a win or when you get a W. Oh, dude, those are Dude, oh why God. do people be like, hating? Bro, why do people be hating? Really? Because that's the whole that's the whole reason they were they were they were associating with you in the first place. And don't yep. get me wrong, I've hated myself. We're all guilty of it at some point. But it comes to a point where it's like if I know you and I fuck with you and I've shown genuinity, whatever if that's even a word towards <laughs> it, you. Come on, man. No, but you know I gotta what that continue is, to support. It's what, it's what you said at the very beginning was insecurity, right? Yeah. Yes. They become jealous of your success in whatever fashion it could be. Maybe because you're in the same field, or just because you know. Obviously, you know we're this. We're at a point where you know all of you and your friends' income start to vast vastly differ, right? We're mm. no longer on the same. Like everybody was a junior and everybody's a senior, and now it's like okay, you do what you gotta do, right? Yeah. Right, and so. Lion order. Right. Yeah. Right. And people are just, they're too insecure to think to themselves that, oh, Andrew's making what? That, you know, then they're hating because they hate themselves. Right. I, you know, but. Damn, my boy. Why you back? You. I know. Man, so it don't, it, it didn't man start. play. Start. Damn. It Wait, it's not a battery issue. I don't know. Okay. Well, enjoy your day off. Oh, with a knife? What's up? Do I got a lighter? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we we'll, gonna help you for sure. We'll we'll probably we got a task little bit. force. Yeah. Have to no, task we got force. to. Seal, Seal team oh, six. Task force <laughs> of the. Right, oh. He's strug- he been struggling this whole podcast. Too. <laughs> yeah. We're just in here doing the podcast. Hey, not for real. I'm so, not nah, for real. We're gonna I'm we gonna be out there. I promise you. Real talk. <laughs> Shit, if we can do anything. Yeah. 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 What the hell? We'll man. help him out. Um. But yeah, man, we're we're at an hour five. How do you guys feel? I, I we could keep so rolling. I just want to say I walked back in at you were on like I know for a fact that probably the preceding ten minutes of whatever you guys were talking about was straight fire. Yeah, it was because I good. walked in at like the the peak and I was like, damn, he's just spitting heat right now. Just walking in baby in the studio or something. Yeah, like, you're ready. Oh guys, man, man. y'all are. Yeah, I gotta man. give you something for that one. Well, listen, I think only because of uh, scenarios right now, Javi's in distress. Uh, we've had Javi on this podcast. Go listen we'll to that episode. Back. We'll have Andrew back in, in quite a bit of time. I'm um, worried about it. Well, you might already answer this. Are you, you like, you're, you're in this area? Or, uh, yeah, dude. You know Chicago, man. We that's all we did it here. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thanks again, Andrew, um, for coming on the pod. Super appreciate you. My homie since five years old. Um and yeah, is there anything you want to plug before I wrap up this podcast? So you could social media, is anything you're doing, whatever you want to plug, go ahead and do that now. Nah, man, uh Social media wise, I've been very, very, very inactive as of these past couple of years, man. Not many posts on Instagram, not many things, you know, I want to get, I'm not, you know, I, I want to get to a point where I'm, I'm more producing than consuming. I know that sounds like something we've heard a lot, but like, I really do feel like I could give game to things that I've already kind of done and learned and just to help people out. Cause I feel like, you know, man, it's like, I've realized, man, it's really about helping others man yeah i I think people would really enjoy if you just got on tiktok for three minutes and just talked about different drills for wide receivers yep stuff like that yeah ran random stuff and that overcomes my and that's even me being 
insecure in my own way of just like taking the leap to do that, man. Mm-hmm. It's like, man, it's like, obviously I'm scared of failure too. I don't want to be freaking scrutinized. I, not even that. It's sometimes scrutiny that we don't even freaking, it doesn't even exist. Phantom. Exactly. Yeah. Bro, yeah. Phantom. Yes. Like, come on, man. You just can't give Been uh, there. a f- that's it, bro. Yep. So literally that's slowly it. Slowly stop caring. Just hey. don't care about anything. Dude, I posted something on TikTok the other day. You could take a look that like most people would be deathly afraid to put anywhere. Like everybody. Yeah, I, massive props for that too, by the way. Literally. Thank you. But like literally a thing that most people wouldn't ever tell anyone because right. out, of, out of just pure insecurity. But like I literally, dude, I'm at the point I don't care. Yep. I, I, don't. T- I When I walked in, I'm like, man, come on. Like it, it, there, it, it probably feels the best way to live when you're just living through your fullest truth like i even my i'm still work it's working little by little by little but i'm trying to be even just truthful with the my parents man i gotta just be truthful <laughs> with everybody no i feel you dude it does it yeah. like because i wasn't truthful man i was not even lying but I just mean, more so dude, just like twisting things uh, and just none of us none of, of course listen, nobody no i know <laughs> you know <laughs> what i mean <laughs> said, right, right. I, first, I first thought us three then i'm thinking like yeah no, no nah. nobody i know hey is absolutely truthful with but this prayer. show is freaking i mean damn this this setup is fucking comfortable i loved it you know the cigars before was classic no classic. that was great really no no no, no. i'm saying because it just set the mood and just more so like man i'm happy that i was able to be on the show <laughs> because like real talk this show is gonna go somewhere man I it's just a matter of really posting the volume you, and y'all it's gonna go somewhere and you guys too the more you guys progress into your fields, right? The more credibility you're going to receive, for sure. And I know that we could get whatever the fuck we want, and I, I mean agree that wholeheartedly, I agree. man. <laughs> I agree. We eating all 2023, baby. Let's go. Yes, yeah, sir. Love that. Big big ups. So uh, to wrap this pot up, for any guest who comes on next, you got a lot of uh, you got a lot of I shoes mean, to fill. Did you just see what we did back to back weeks? <laughs> yeah. I mean. Woo. I don't need. I, I don't need the. Hey, let me get. Let me get on your. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Cut it. I'm yeah. out. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen. Episode 59 of the Shetty Show, the Shiv and Eddie Show. S H E D D Y S H O W on Instagram and TikTok. Follow us. You know the drill. And uh, let us know what your thoughts are in the comments. Let us know who you want to see next. Adios, amigos. Uh,